are now tuned in to Lord Have Mercy, a spiritual growth podcast hosted by me, Megan Manigo. I'm just a regular girl trying my best to live according to God's word, and this podcast is my platform to share the knowledge, wisdom, and life lessons that I've gained on my spiritual journey with Christ. God blesses us to be a blessing to others, so tune in as I share what God has planted in my spirit. Hello, hello, hello. Mercy is in the building and there's no place I'd rather be than here with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Lord Have Mercy. As always, it is my prayer that God uses me to speak to you today. So this week I felt a nudge to sort of talk about generational curses and what that means and what that looks like. Um, It's something that's so common and most of the time we don't even recognize that that's something we're dealing with. Um, A generational curse is an ungodly trait or pattern or something, some nature that has been passed down to us from generation to generation. For example, things like divorce, alcoholism, anger, or violence are some pretty common uh, generational curses that some of us are dealing with because of our parents and or our grandparents even have dealt with it for years. So it's like we grow up and we see how our family operates and we're taught that's how we should operate. If certain things that go against God's word are made normal in our households or in our families in general, naturally we're going to grow up thinking that's how it's supposed to go. And it's so funny because like I'm just recognizing a few generational curses in my life and you know, the first step is recognizing it, addressing it, you know what I'm saying, and then moving forward differently. So a couple of things that I find myself dealing with in my life. Um, number one, my attitude. Dun, dun, dun. Signal. Um, my attitude can be a bit much. Um, quite frankly, both of my parents can be a tad bit moody. And I notice it really, really bad within myself. My attitude can be horrible. And because I've witnessed it and I assumed it to be normal, I thought that it was okay. And I thought, I used to believe that like my man, like that's, that's how I know that that man is for me because my man's supposed to put up with my attitude no matter how bad it is. And I remember I was like talking to my dad a while ago, like I was like in my early 20s. And I was just talking to him and I was like, yeah, like whoever I date, they have to be able to put up with this attitude because it is what it is. And my father was like, he actually checked me and he was like, actually, no, he shouldn't. You should be able to get your attitude in check. Don't nobody want to put up with that. And I know that that sounds silly, but fast forwarding to my relationship now with my precious, sweet boyfriend, Sheldon Fraser, he, um, (laughs) he puts up with a lot for me, but. I always think about that conversation with my father because I give Sheldon a lot of attitude sometimes. I remember that we were on a panel discussion and someone asked him, like, what's his least favorite characteristic in me? And he had said, well, she does have a uh, sharp tongue. Um, And I'm not proud of it. I know it ain't right. And Sheldon, he doesn't deserve that. He literally treats me like a queen and recognizes that God has created us for one another. So why should he have to put up with my attitude when all he does is put out positivity and unconditional love into our relationship? It just doesn't add up and I know it ain't right and I'm working on it. But my point is, it's a generational curse. I grew up thinking that this attitude is, is, is normal. I've seen it in my mother. I've seen it in my father. And you know, I've accepted like, this is just who I am and people should just put up with it. 
but God has been really dealing with me about that. Like, no, baby, you need to learn self-control and you, you, you need to learn how to handle that. And it's definitely a generational curse that I know is something that I can work on and that I can break and I don't need to pass down to my children. Another, um, generational curse that I recognize in my life is like spending, um, spending habits. Terrible. Not terrible, but uh, not great. Um, I've never been the most financially responsible person. I've grown up watching my mother spend money. That lady loves some shoes. Even my grandmother, my nana, um, told me how in her younger years she would run up a check, okay? Like things for the kids, things for the house. Like, of course, you know what I'm saying? It's natural. Like, women love shopping, women love to spend money. Um, and granted, my family has taught me to have a plan. They've taught me to save my money and be responsible with my money. But honestly, since I've had my own money, I've been spending it. Okay. I watched my mother spend money all my life. Um, and once I moved back home in 2017, God sort of brought it to my attention that my spending can be reckless. And I took this class at the church of financial peace university. And it's, uh, this guy David Ramsey um it's an awesome program I took this program with my boyfriend and he sort of um breaks down financial literacy and he uh applies it like to the bible and um you know it it takes a lot of self-control and a lot of sacrifice to be financially free financial freedom isn't something that it doesn't always come naturally for for people some people think that uh you know what I'm saying? Debt is what it is. Like, student loans, shoot, you're going to live with that. You gonna, I mean, hey, you're going to die paying student loans. But that's not true, and we don't have to accept that. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mother always, I mean, shoot, financial, you know what I'm saying? Financial debt, like, your student loans, all of that, that's normal. You know, I was grown up, and I was, I was taught that that was normal. But Financial Peace University told me that's not normal it's it's something that can be dealt with it takes a lot of sacrifice it takes a lot of self-control but you don't have to be a slave to your debt and you know once I learned that that was attainable I knew I had to change my ways I need to change my spending habits and manage my money a little bit better um but my point is um if growing up I saw if growing up all I saw was like so much spending it seems like I've inherited that spending gene thing so that's another thing that I've been noticing in my adult life and um sort of been trying to deal with and lastly and the the last generational curse um that I want to talk about I've noticed that in my family um marriages have fallen apart um God also has been dealing with me on this one heavily and um I've just been sort of looking and trying to decipher the reasons why these marriages aren't working out and of course I'm on the outside looking in I don't know what everybody has been through um but I did come to the realization that nobody in my family consulted God before choosing a spouse as I started to you know what I'm saying like strengthen my relationship with God and draw closer to him I learned that he wants to be included in every aspect of our lives you know what I'm saying like down to who we choose to marry so I decided to give my love life to God like years ago. And I remember one day I asked God to like hide me from any man that wasn't my husband because I did not pick them well back in the day. Okay. <laughs> but, um, when I met my boyfriend, I'm like, God, should I even get his man my number? Like, is, is it him? <laughs> and one day I was like fasting and I straight up asked God, like, God, is this the man that you created for me? Cause if not, like, I don't 
want it. I only want what you want from me. I don't want to do trial and error. I don't want to have to go through the things that my family has been through in marriages. I don't want to fail marriage. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't choose who you wanted me to choose. And so I'm like, God, is this what you want from me? And I just consulted him every step of the way so I could be sure that this is the man that God created for me because I didn't want to experience a failed marriage. That that generational curse is going to stop with me, period. And when I raise my children, I will encourage them to do the same. So, yeah, I mean, like I could go on and on and on about generational curses that I'm dealing with and that I've noticed in my life and things that I have to break because... I have to point out that we don't have to live with these generational curses that we've inherited. It is possible to break the cycle and to be free from it. When I was um, reading my Bible, Ezekiel 18, 1 through 4 says, What do you mean when you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge? As I live, says the Lord God, you shall no longer use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the father as well as the soul of the son is mine. And to just give you some backstory on this scripture, in the Old Testament, there was um, scripture that said children will be punished for their father's sins. But I'm just so grateful for Jesus. Jesus came to set us free from all of that. I thank God for this new covenant because the Old Testament covenant was rough. You hear me? Okay. I don't don't know how I would have made it back in those days. But he has redeemed us from these curses being passed down to us. And practically speaking, we first must recognize what we're dealing with. Okay, we have to understand some of these these bad habits and these traits that have been passed down to us from our family. And we have to operate boldly in our authority to Jesus, in our authority that we have in Jesus. That means we have to choose to break these cycles. We have to make the decision and we have to be intentional about wanting better for ourselves and for our children and to, you know what I'm saying, teach the next generation how to do better, how to be better. It's like I don't my, you know how like parents be like I don't want you to be like me I want you to be better than me you know what I mean I feel like I've heard my parents say that but also I've also watched my parents do the opposite of what they say you know what I'm saying just like I was talking about I don't know if it was on one of these episodes or on a prayer call but like our actions have to align with what we say we believe so if you telling your child or if you telling the next generation your sister whoever I I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. Show me how to be better. You know what I mean? So I just want to make a note of a couple points. Number one, I just want y'all to just take a second, take a moment to sit down and reflect on your life. Think about some of the habits that you may have inherited from your family members. And the point of this is not to beat yourself up or to condemn yourself or be mad at anybody. Don't beat yourself up. Give yourself some grace and give your family members some grace, just like God gives us grace when we mess up. This is simply about recognizing what we are dealing with. And number two, when you identify these traits and habits, write them down and pray over that list. Give it to God and allow him to mold you. You know how people be saying like, um, you know, the first step is recognizing it. Okay, yes, that's step one, but there is always a step two. Yes, we recognize it, but we have to do something about it. So, um, yeah, identify what's going on with you. Identify some of the generational curses that you may be dealing with and pray over that list and give it to God and allow him to do his thing. Invite him in. 
And number three, pay close attention to what the Lord has to say after you've prayed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we talk about this all the time. Like, when we pray, it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. Like, yes, you've spoken. Yes, you you have this laundry list of things for God. But we have to wait and to be still and to hear from him. So once you've prayed over this list, pay very close attention to your life and to the things happening to you. And because that's the Lord speaking after you've prayed, he hears us. He hears us every time we cry out to him. And so we have to pay close attention to what he has to say. He will guide you down the path towards breaking these chains, y'all. These chains are not going to hold us down. And these bad things, these, these you know, negative things that we've inherited down the line will not they will not take hold of our families and we have to put our foot down and say I'm not going to let this happen and I'm going to do something about it so um be patient and let God work let him do his thing um generational curses are so real they're very very real um but we don't have to be okay with it we don't have to expect others to be okay with it Jesus has freed us from these chains and holding us hostage so we have to do the work and we have to take the chains off amen amen so I am done wrapping y'all up for today. You know I like to keep it short and sweet. Um, but the moral of the story is generational curses are real, but we do not have to bow down to them. So before we go, I um, want to lift you guys up in prayer. If you have any prayer requests, praise reports, or anything that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you can shoot me an email at lordhavemercypodcast at yahoo.com and we can chat it up. Um, so without further ado, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Oh, most gracious father, I'm just so grateful for your word. I'm grateful to know you, to have a relationship with you, father God. And Lord, I just lift up every single person under the sound of my voice right now, father, you know, exactly what we're going through. You know, exactly what we're dealing with father God. And I just pray as, as people come to you and ask you questions, father, that you speak to them, speak to their hearts, speak to their minds, father God, if there are any generational curses that some of us may be dealing with father God, I pray that you reveal that to them and that you give them the encouragement and that you uplift them and allow them to walk boldly in breaking these chains, Father God. I'm just so grateful that you have freed us from sin, that you have freed us from um, these burdens, these things holding us down, Father God. You are the chain breaker, so nothing will hold us down and nothing will keep us from prospering, will keep us from training up our child in the way that you say that they should go, Father. And so, Lord, I just I just bind generational curses right now in the name of Jesus, Father. And I just ask that you have your way in our lives, Father God, and that you are you are shown that you show yourself mighty and strong and true, Father God, in our lives. And Lord, I just pray that you have your way. I pray that you get the glory out of our lives and all that we do, Father. And I just pray ultimately that everyone under the side of my voice, that their relationships with you are strengthened, Father. And that if there is someone who's listening who does not know you, Father, I pray that they come to know you, Lord. I pray that you reveal yourself to them and that we can rejoice, Father God, because you are good. You are worthy to be praised. You deserve all of the glory and honor, Father. And we just love you, Lord. We thank you. And I just pray that you have your way. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, guys. Thank you for um, listening. Thank you for tuning in. You know, I guess the rapping, but I try to keep it real short and sweet. 
But if you ever just want to chit chat a little bit more about something that I've discussed on the show, please, please, please feel free to shoot me an email at Lord have mercy podcast at yahoo.com. Um, and yeah, thank you again for tuning in. And as always, it is all love. Mm-hmm.